This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. you got to love how this parable starts out. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Amazing, in many ways, not much has changed. I suppose there have always been those who think they are better than others, who, who turn up their nose at those who do not meet their standards. It comes kind of natural to us, does it not? There are those who are in and those who are out. I think that early middle school was the first time I noticed that kind of thing but maybe even earlier with some very troubled children who were not treated appropriately by the teachers or the principal. Some of us perhaps have felt as if we have been out our entire lives. We just never quite fit in. Maybe we were never so good at telling jokes so we became the punchline. Perhaps in first or second grade we were put in reading class for children who were the slow readers rather than advanced. Maybe we were bullied on the playground or in the neighborhood. Today, as we all know, there is something called cyberbullying, which has led some children to commit suicide. And the reason? They have been made to feel that they are not as good as everybody else. So, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. And it's a parable about a God who does not play favorites for a people who do. Have you ever driven past a homeless person with a sign, we'll work for food, and have felt a bit of disgust in your heart toward them? Kind of like a feeling of, I'm better than you. Have you ever felt superior to the prostitute, the poor, the marginalized, the outcasts, those who are different? seriously mentally ill? Or how about the fallen politician or television evangelist? Or perhaps even the murderer or rapist? To those who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. A Pharisee is standing in a prominent place in the middle of the temple. He's praying, God intones in his well-practiced stained-glass window voice. I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Now, at the very same moment, the tax collector is kind of quivering in the corner. Perhaps he is trying to hide behind a pillar. He's not showing off. He's not trying to get others to see that he's come to temple. All he can do is gaze blankly at his feet, his tears falling in big wet drops down his face. God, he gasps out, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. And this is a parable of reversal. The story turns the usual standards of human society on their head. Jesus' listeners would never have expected the story to turn out the way it does. They would have expected Jesus to say the exact opposite. 
Sure, everyone knows that Jesus has his quarrels with the Pharisees, but at the end of the day, even Jesus has got to admit that they are really good at the righteousness, at the righteousness thing. There's no one who can keep the law like a Pharisee. The Pharisee is the big man on campus. I fast twice a week, boasts this guy. I'll give a tenth, I give a tenth of my, all of my income. Now add those accomplishments to the, to the huge collection of ritual laws that this man keeps with scrupulous precision. And you've got a holy heavy hitter, a spiritual slugger, a veritable Babe Ruth of religious law. Standing off to the side is the tax collector. He is perhaps the most hated and reviled member of Jewish society. Remember that Israel at this point in time is not independent. It's a colony of Rome, a nation under military occupation. The people groan and stagger under the, the tax burdens of King Herod and of the emperor. Israel has no IRS or Internal Revenue Service. There's no tax laws to ensure at least some degree of fairness. No, all of Israel is a network of freelance tax collectors, turncoat Jews working for the king and for Rome, whose job is it is to squeeze out as many shekels as they can possibly extort. Every tax collector has a quota to meet. Whatever he can collect, over and above the quota is his commission, and there is no limit to it. It's a license to steal. The first century tax collector is a kind of like a, a sheriff in Robin Hood. He has tons of power. He's wickedly hated and feared, and there is no one who can stop him. So, knowing what we do about Pharisees and tax collectors, it's hard to imagine Jesus' Jesus's listeners expecting any answer other than the Pharisee is justified before God. But that tax collector had better mean what he says, or <laughs> it's the lake of fire for him. So when Jesus declares that the tax collector is justified and the Pharisee is not, he's really turning the tables. And what a relief for all of us sinners who know we can't measure up to on our own. But imagine the gasps of the crowd. Many of us can probably remember as children, getting into roughhousing games and wrestling matches with other neighborhood kids. Usually these matches ended, with, ended up with one child uh, sitting on top of the other. The wrestling would continue until the one, the one on the bottom uh, uttered the magic word. And what was that word? Uncle. It didn't matter how you said it, whispered, shouted, breathless, laughing. <laughs> as soon as that word made it out of your mouth, the fight was over. Everyone would get up, brush themselves off, maybe even shake hands. Uncle means something very similar to mercy. It means I'm, I'm, I'm beat, it's over, I'm pinned, I can't recover. It means I can no longer help myself, so you help me please. Uncle or mercy is the very prayer of the tax collector is uttering in the temple. Who knows what he's been going through in his life? How he's happened to hit rock bottom? What depth of repentance has brought him to this place? Yet as Jesus tells the story, Jesus leaves no room to doubt that the tax collector's repentance is real. There's not, there's not, a, lot, uh, not, there's not a lot 
more the tax collector can add to that simple prayer. God have mercy on me, a sinner. Says it all. And God is merciful. That's something we can all count on in life. Jesus went to the cross so we could fully realize the mercy of God. When it comes to those times in our, in our lives when we have made serious mistakes, we, can't, we can repent and rely on God's promised mercy. Many of us have come to trust that God's mercy is available to us and that it's always going to be there in the future. Yet, when it comes to others, the situation may sometimes appear very different. Not everyone is so eager to see mercy offered when some big-name politician makes a mistake or if we ourselves are the ones who have been wronged. Notice that the tax collector gives no reason why he should receive mercy. He makes no argument in his defense. Unlike the Pharisee who is busily preparing his legal brief, listing his life's achievements in full detail, the tax collector simply sobs and beats his breast. He knows that sin has beaten him. He knows that he can't beat his own sin. And he knows he must rely fully on the grace and love of God. The lesson that the Pharisee has not yet learned is that everybody, himself included, is dependent on God's mercy. And because the Pharisee is not able to be merciful to the tax collector, he's also blind to the similarities between himself and the tax collector. Both men are human beings. Both are sinners in need of grace. But the Pharisee's self-righteousness separates him from his neighbor and from God. One of the vitally important truths of Christianity is that Drawing near to God, we also draw near to one another. We come to see that we are all in the same boat and that God loves each of us equally. You know, it's a great love, greater than any of us could ever imagine. But it shows no favoritism, rich, poor, beggar, white collar, blue collar, Republican, Democrat, whatever. God loves us equally. We are fundamentally human. In the presence of God, all people are one. Christianity has always had a special message for the poor and marginalized, as well as for the rich, the powerful, and the self-righteous. It is a supernatural message. It goes so far against the grain of what we would ordinarily think. It is a wisdom from above, and it, it is foolishness to those who look down on everybody else. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector guides us to the place of prayer where we can meet God. That way begins with, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Amen. Knock knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. All right, announcements. Everybody's favorite time of the service, their most popular uh, segment, 
the announcements. Okay, short and sweet again this week. Let's get right through it. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Forget what you think you know about church. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. And did you know we had a podcast? But if you don't, I don't know what tree, what rock you've been hiding under. We do have a podcast. Uh, it's a little more. It's it's a little interesting. Uh, the the difference in hearing the podcast and watching it say on YouTube or even being here in the church. It's just a different feeling. You you catch different things. I always do at least, and and find it uh, rather interesting to to see some of the, the the ways it just sounds differently. Things just come across a little differently uh, on the podcast. Now, to find our podcast, all you have to do is go to your favorite search browser, your search engine, whatever you want to call it, and search for your path with Bishop Mark. That's your path with Bishop Mark. Um, you can also, I think my notes are not going to be here again, so I'm just going to tell you, you can probably find us on your favorite uh, podcast carrier as well. Um, uh, we're listed here. The ones that are popping up now are the ones that we are on. I can tell you that we've got, uh, somebody reminded me of this, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Podbean, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So, your path with Bishop Mark. Check it out. And you know, of course, that uh, you can make a difference. And one of the ways you can make a difference here at the church is to volunteer. We always have volunteer positions available. None of us here take a salary. Uh, we are all volunteer. We all uh, work for free, basically. And I wouldn't say that either because I get a, a lot of payment just in... Uh, the service that I am able to offer and the gratitude that I receive in return. So, you want to volunteer? Come see me. Or you can get to go to DallasULC.com and see what we have available as well. Uh, there's actually a page there for our volunteers that you can look and see what volunteer positions we have available. We're pretty much wide open right now, folks. <laughs> All right, another way you can make a difference is by making a donation to our church. Like I said before, we are a nonprofit organization. None of us here take a salary. This, we are all here voluntarily. Uh, we cannot make it without donations, um, and the bank account is dwindling, folks. So if you like what you hear, you like what you see, you, you think our message is something worthwhile, you think that you know we're doing something that needs to be done, please consider making a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church. Now you can do that in several different ways. You can go to anchor.fm slash bishopmark.support. That is our podcast. Uh, you can donate through there. Uh, all of the funds do go directly to the church, by the way. They don't hold on to anything. You can also go to DallasULC.com. Uh, all the information is there for uh, any way to donate to us. Also, if you, if you shop on, uh, on Amazon.com, please consider shopping at Smile.Amazon.com, choosing us as your charity. If you do that every time you shop from then on, as long as you go to Smile.Amazon.com, Amazon will pay us half a cent for every dollar you spend. It adds up. It all adds up, believe me. Okay. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to send us an email. If you have any questions at all about that, send us an email as well. You can say, uh, remain anonymous or leave your name, whichever. But if you'd like to have a message back from us, uh, you just make sure that you have a, a good email address where we can send it back to you and you can receive it, okay? All right. Pray at DallasULC.com. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Very simple. Another email address for you here. That's going to be feedback at DallasULC.com. And that was a record, I think, for getting through uh, through uh, uh, announcements there. So there you go. Short and sweet, like I promised. All right. 
Let's go ahead and close this out, folks.